0: Good morning, Pathway Church. Yes, a couple of you are excited. Yep, awesome. Well, hey, my name is Pastor Nate, and we are so glad you're here. What an awesome day already! What a great time of worship. This is powerful. We're three days in 2021. Yes, we've made it. Awesome. Yes. Anybody? Uh, I'm in my third day of my 2021 diet. Anybody else? Nobody wants to admit it. Okay, that's all right. Hey, three days in, gained five pounds. I'm on a roll. But you know what they say, muscle weighs more than fat. So that's what I'm going with. So I'm excited about that. So some of you are like, Nate, no, no, no. Well, hey, listen, we're excited. We're going to dig right into God's word. We're in this new series called uh, All Things New, and we're excited about this. And so um, this is really cool. But I titled this message State of the Heart. And there's three things that we're going to get from this verse of scripture today that I want you to make sure that you just listen and listen carefully. And so just really see what God would have to say to you this first Sunday of 2021. So I'm going to give you a minute. You're going to turn to Isaiah chapter 58. Okay. so if you have your Bibles or your Bible app, it's important that you turn there today because we're going to talk and we're going to go back and we're going to talk about a few of these verses. So this is really key. So don't miss out on this. Isaiah chapter 58. And we're actually going to read All 14 verses, I know it's a lot, but just hang on, just just sit tight, just just follow along. It's important that we just go through these and listen. So, you guys know, you've heard, Um, we're going to be doing a fast soon, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and what God would speak to us through that. So, hope you're there, Isaiah 58, let's see what God's Word has to say through His prophet Isaiah today. Listen to these words, it says this, and starting in verse 1, cry aloud, do not hold back, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgressions to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as if there were a nation that did righteousness. And do not forsake the judgment of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. Verse 3. Okay, listen to this. Why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast... You seek your own pleasure. That's important. We're going to get back to that. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with the wicked fist. We're coming back to that. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high. Verse 5. Is such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a, fa- call this a fast... A day acceptable acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? That's important. We're going to come back to that. To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Verse 8. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily few more verses hang on your righteous now shall go before you the glory of the lord shall be your rear guard then you shall call and the lord will answer you shall cry and he will say here i am if you take away the yoke from your midst the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday, and the Lord will guide you continually, and satisfy your desire in scorched places, and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose waters do not fail. Verse twelve. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt, and you shall raise up the foundations of many generations, generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it not going your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or talking idly. Verse 14, last one. Just hang on. Listen to this. Then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for who you are. Thank you for whose we are. We're your sons and we're your daughters. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of what you have for us today. May we hear from you and you only. May we hear a fresh word from your word today. We thank you for each person that made a commitment to be here or online to hear what it is that you would have to say to them on this first Sunday of 2021. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. So like I said, we're talking about fasting and we're going into this. And make sure you're here, here every week or online. The next couple of weeks, Pastor Brian's going to be speaking. It's going to be good. But fasting, giving up a craving of the physical to gain assistance from the spiritual. Now, what's happening in these verses and what's going on is, is that they were fasting for all the wrong reasons. Basically, it came down to this: I will do this for you, God, if you do this for me. Right? Have you ever heard that? Have you ever made that deal with God? I'll do this. I will fast these next twenty-one days when we start it up. I will do this, but here's what I want in return. It's kind of like this. You ever remember this? Or maybe some of you are still this way. It's like back in the day. God, I didn't study for the test, but right before the test, God, will you make sure I get an A on the test, and then I'll do whatever you need me to do after that, right? It's kind of like, God, you give me what I want, when I want it, when I need it, on my terms, and then I may or may not do what you want me to do. Sound familiar? Some of you are still asleep at the 11 o'clock service, all right. I like this. And I'm going to use a quote later from this. This is a book. If you've never read this book, I encourage you to read. It. It's called Dangerous Prayers by Craig Rochelle. He, he says this quote. I'm going to use another quote later. He says this. Instead of simply asking God to do something for you, ask God to reveal something in you. Is that too much already on the third day of 2021? It's all about most of us. It's like what's happening in these verses of Scripture in in chapter 58 of Isaiah. We will do, God, whatever it is you do, but we want to do it on our own terms, and we want to make sure it's our way, right? We've been there, right? They felt like nothing was happening. They felt like nothing was changing. It's kind of like the same old, if you've ever fasted in the past or maybe just in life, you're like, God, where are you? Nothing's changing. Everything's the same it's like, oh, God, where are you? I need something. I need answers. Show me something, right? What happens is, and the same things happen in these verses, is they kind of get to this place where they get angry. And, 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 you know, they're getting to a place where they're even uh, uh, quarreling against each other. And there's this thing that, that's kind of out with the kids. You guys are going to know that I hang out with the, 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 the cool teenagers. I'm not cool. I just hang out with them to try to be cool. But there's this word that they use called hangry, you know. It's where you're angry because you're hungry, you know. You're hungry and angry. Anybody? Nope. Nobody's heard it. All right. Awesome. This is going great. It's a great morning so far. Right? Awesome. Yeah. So there's this thing called hangry, right? And it's where you get hungry and you're angry. And some of us are just angry whether we're hungry or not. We're just angry all the time. But Snickers. Now you're saying, Nate, you just talked about doing a diet. OK, and you're going to kill me later when I do something. But here's the deal. Snickers had this great thing they did years ago. And this is kind of what's happening in these verses of Scripture. And this is what's going on. And I think this can relate to some of us of where we are. But they did this great whole thing. I wish they'd bring it back. And it's all about you're not you when you're hungry. Check out this video and see if you can relate to something like this. Check this out.
1: Can we turn the AC up? I'm dying back here. It's on. Can't you feel it? Can you feel that? Uh, <laughs> Jeff, eat a Snickers, please. Why? Every time you get hungry, you turn into a diva. Just eat it, so ooh, we can all coexist. Turn in into a here. diva? In mm-hmm. your system, cranky pants. Okay. Thank you. Better? Better. Will you get your knees out of the back of my seat? Oh. You're not you when you're hungry. Snickers satisfies. Yeah, but-
0: oh man you're not you when you're hungry some of you've been on a road trip like that you've got your kids next to you, your spouse you're kind of hitting them yeah you've been there it's never perfect you know when are we there you know are we there yet verse 4 behold you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with the wicked fist fasting like yours this day will not make your voice to be heard on high I think for many of us we get to that point where we're not us we're not really who we are because whether we're having fun with the hangry thing but because we're maybe quarreling with somebody else listen to this verse 6 I love this part in verse 6 in, in our passage today it says this is not this the fast that I choose meaning God what is he asking you to fast as we go through these 21 days what is he asking from you not what you want not on your terms What is he asking you to do? And so we're going to jump in that. And there's three things we're going to share today. And I want you to get these as we kind of jump into this. The first one is this. And we're going to look at verses 6 through 11 with this. But the first one is this. Give. That's the first word. Give. And you're like, oh, Nate, the first Sunday in 2021, you're already going to talk about tithing and stuff. No, I'm leaving that up to Pastor Brian. I'm welcoming him. You know, that's all him. I'm talking about some different things here. But the word give. And here's how I kind of relate this. I shared this one time with our students, and it really stuck with me. I always tell my students, I don't know if they hear anything I say, but at least I hear myself. And, it, it, you know, I like my own messages, I guess what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. So so I did this with them and I thought this was interesting, you know. And so Oreos, they do this thing. They got these Oreo. You know, I love that they put the word thin on Oreos. I'm just saying. But so I already talked about this dieting. But if you you probably can't even see it in the back, but there's a little bit of icing all right. And this Oreo, just 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 a little bit. OK, some of you are like, oh, yeah, I love those. Yeah. Some of you are getting hungry. But what Oreos, you know, what they've done, obviously, is is that, you know, like if you don't want that here, we got we got, you know, the regular. There's a little bit more icing in there. It's, it's all about what you can get. You need more. Right. That's what American society tells us. You need more. OK. Man, the iPhone 20 isn't good enough. There's not an iPhone 20. I'm just making that up. The iPhone 100 is what you need, right? That's how they tell it. We need the newest thing. The 2020 model car isn't good. But the 2021 model, that's what you need. Because why? The seats do something special. But you get what I'm saying. So, but with Oreos, they've done this great thing, okay? Then they came out with something called double-stuffed Oreos. And some of you are like, man, it's getting close to lunch. I know. Let's just open these. I'm just joking. We're not going to open them. All right. But what? Double stuff. You need more. You got to get more. It's about you. What can you get? It's not about what God maybe wants you to do and what he wants you to give. It's about what you can get. It's about you. But then the great people at the Oreo factory, wherever they are, said, you know what? We got another idea, a better idea, We got Oreo mega stuff. Some of you didn't even know these were out there, but they are. Some of you are going to Publix. They're going to be sold out today after today's message. Oreo mega stuff. And you're saying, Nate, what's it have to do with anything? Here's what it comes down to. When I was sharing with the students about that, it's all about give me. I need it for me. It's all about me, right? And in these verses, it's talking about give to the homeless, give to the poor, give, clothe the naked, do what you can, reach out, help your neighbor. But all of what society tells us, and what we fall into this trap is, is I need the newest, the biggest, the greatest, because why? Somebody told me it was. Who? Somebody did. Most of the time we don't even know, but it's like, it's all about me and what I can get. It's all about having more. We're never satisfied. There's probably double mega stuff. I just don't know about it yet. Some of you laughed about that. Awesome. But I think this is interesting is that you cannot expect intimacy with God with indifference towards others. Jesus made this reality clear when asked, which is the greatest commandment? What matters most? Now, this is going to be familiar to some of you, but it comes down to this. Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. And I'm actually going to read this from the NIV version just so you know. Listen to this. It says this. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with, the, with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, and some of you may know this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. In verse 38, this is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Jesus' response is so profound. He essentially says it can't be summed up in one thing. He must speak of two, but it's more like one thing with two dimensions. Notice this. The second is like it, which implies that it is not entirely separate, but rather inseparable and love your neighbor as yourself. It's a matter of allowing what you feel in connection to yourself to be connected to others. That is very true of compassion, to feel for and with others. But today, we live in this society. Give me more. Give me some of what I can get. I liked what Dr. Tony Evans said. He says this about fasting and about what's happening in this passion in this passage that we're talking about he says this they wanted a vertical experience with god without a horizontal touch in the lives of others i love that quote they wanted a god to do something for them while they did nothing for others listen to this i'm going to ask you this pathway church try this for 2021 give away what you're asking for Give away what you're asking for. You're asking maybe, everyone, please be patient with me. What if we gave it away first? What if I was patient with everyone? It's kind of like me. There's still people today, even this morning after first service, they still know when I preached like three years ago, and when I told the story about people in the fast lane when they're going really slow, they never forgot that. I think I'm going to fast from driving, actually. That's, that's going to be my fast. And that person came up to me today and said, Nate, I still think about that when you said that. But i got to give that patience away. i got to give that patience away. If I'm asking for people to be patient with me, i got to give it away. Whatever it is. What if you gave away what you're asking for? Think about it. And these verses of Scripture, as we think about these things, the first one is give. And we're going to move on to the second one. The second one is this. Now we're going to hit right into it. The second word is forgive. Forgive. Listen to this in verses 11 and 12. It says this. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desires in scorched places. And make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Forgive. For many of us, we probably have a story. There's something in our life, there's something that's happened that has left a scar on us, right? Whether we sliced our finger or something happened. But it's a reminder for me. I got many scars, but the one I'll never forget, you know, it's just we all have like if you're a man, you all have like a high school sports story. It's just like something you you just always have it for me. I'll never forget. I was playing football and I remember I tackled this guy out of bounds and there's the first day first down uh, chain and the chain is there. And I remember I tackled a guy. My knee just went straight on that chain, just straight ripped my knee in pieces, just skin hanging everywhere. It's crazy. I know. Got 10 staples in that sucker, man, 10 staples in it. But I remember now the trainer would be fired at halftime. He's like, you can't go back out. I'm like, wrap that sucker up. I'm playing the rest of the game. And I did. And now today he'd probably be arrested for that. But I'll never forget that. Why do I never forget it? Because I got the reminder. I got the scar to remind me. Now here's what's interesting we think about this word forgiveness and we think about it is is this, is that no matter what's happening in our life, no matter what's hurt us, no matter what's maybe caused a wound, we got to make sure that we heal the wound but leave the scar. Don't allow the wound to stay open. Don't allow the wound to keep kind of, you know, if it's a bad wound, you've seen it, you've done it, and it doesn't get healed, you can see it. But leave the scar because the scar is a reminder of God's love, grace, and mercy. Now listen to this. I love this quote, and if you know who it came from, tell me, but it's just unknown. If you don't heal what hurt you, you'll bleed on people that didn't cut you. Come on now. If you don't heal, if you don't heal... What hurt you you'll bleed on people that didn't cut you now here's the deal with that there's people in your life that have never done anything wrong to you but because you've allowed something a wound in your life to not get healed that comes out in other places there's somebody that might just come up to you and say hey how you doing you're like raw you know <laughs> you ever have that happen and they're like why are why are you upset with me i didn't do anything And they're just mad at you because really they're mad at the person that hurt them that they haven't forgiven. Amen. Come on now. I know it's the first Sunday, but come on. Forgive. Forgive. If you don't heal what hurt you, you'll bleed on people that didn't cut you. Now listen to this. Now this may sting, especially if you got the wound open right now. This may sting a little bit. Here's the second quote from that book called Dangerous Prayers from Craig Rochelle. If you're like me. You're good at accusing others and equally good at excusing yourself. Oh, I'm perfect. <laughs> right? Everybody else, its something's wrong with everybody else. Come on now. It's, not, it's nothing with me. I'm perfect. Look, no scars. I'm healed. I'm good. It's everybody else that's got the problems. Obviously, it's quiet because we all are either there or been there or we probably will at some time be there. I love some things in Scripture and we could talk many days about we could take a whole year and talk about forgiveness and do a series on it. But I love some things that happen in Scripture that I would love to just be a witness. I would love to be on the sidelines and just see kind of what took place and see see how this went down. I think about in Genesis 45, when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. I think about that. What would it have been like to see seen that happen and seen that take place? What would that have looked like? And then Luke 24, verse 34, f- familiar words to many of us. It says this. Jesus says, what? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do what they do now if you've heard me preach before thanks for coming back by the way (laughs) if you haven't heard me preach please come back i won't be preaching next week all right so you know i'm always going to be real i tell our students that all the time we ask our students to be real with us we're going to be real with them but there was something that happened a few years ago that i'll never forget when it came to this word forgive and forgiveness i've never forgotten this and maybe this can connect with you and relate and this is what God spoke to me. But a few years ago, my wife and I, Wendy, we went through a really cool, it was a really cool gift. We went through a week-long intensive counseling, Christian counseling. is was amazing. There was nothing wrong with Wendy. I mean, obviously, there's a lot wrong with me, not Wendy, but uh, there was nothing wrong. We just went. It was a gift. It was awesome. It was amazing. And I remember in that, you know, if you've ever been through anything like that, man, they start pulling out things, like, from childhood, and you're like, what? Like, I didn't know that affected me. I didn't know that I didn't know that, that had an effect on me in any way. And you're like, how how did something from there affect how I do stuff now? And I remember we start talking, and, and many of you know uh, that have heard me preach, you know, three weeks after my 17th birthday, my, my father was killed in a car accident. And so so obviously there were things with that, but my my father was was not a Christian for the for most of my life until later on. And I'm thankful he came to know the Lord and Uh, Before he passed, and obviously thankful he's in heaven today. But but my father had his own things. Obviously, younger in our younger days, he had his own wounds and own own things, and anger was a huge thing for him. And unfortunately, we as the kids, obviously, and if you've been through this journey, that anger obviously then came onto us. And I'm not I don't need to go into the details, but I remember there was one situation. That I never forgot. And as we're talking through this and we're talking, I'm thinking, wow. And as I'm talking, I'm getting emotional about it. I'm like, I can't believe that that situation still affects me today. And so the reason I'm telling you a story, not to get into the details, but there was a situation that took place. And obviously the anger came out on me. And I remember that. And then this is what the guy says that's leading us. And he says, they said, all right, now, Nate, I need you right now to forgive him man, I, 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 love, I love my father. I, I, would do, I, would, I would do like anything to, to have him back, you know, give him, a, give him a phone call, give him a text or something. And so like, you think about that, it's like I didn't realize that, that I was still holding on to something. And so I did in that moment, but then he asked me a follow-up question, and I'll never forget this. He said, in that moment, in that situation, where do you think Jesus was? I was like, wow. And it was crazy because I remembered every detail about that situation. And if you've been through something like that, you probably remember every detail. And when he asked me that question, I knew exactly where Jesus was. He asked me, and I told him exactly where I knew where Jesus was in that moment. And so you say, Nate, why do you share that story? Here's why I share that story. It's because whether we like to admit it or not, There's things in our life, there's things that people have done to us that for whatever reason, maybe it was last year, maybe it was 10 years ago, 30 years ago, maybe it was yesterday, and we hang on to it, and because we haven't fixed the wound, because we haven't made it to where it's just a scar, so we remember what happened, but we also leave the scar so we remember God's grace, love, and mercy, and what He did from it, and the healing from it, but many of us leave it open because we don't want to do the work to get it healed, amen? Because sometimes it's easier. Why? It's easier to stay open, to have the wound open, and just bleed on other people. And guess what that does? That causes more what? More wounds. And so I like this. Where was Jesus in your moment? Where was Jesus in your moment that you need to go back and you need to forgive that person? You need to forgive whoever it was. Listen to this. I like this. This is from Dr. S.I. McMillan from a book called None of These Diseases. He says this. I like this. The two greatest causes of the physical problems, guilt and resentment. It's not so much what you eat. It's what eats you that matters. We've been allowing things because we can't forgive. We've been allowing things to eat us for years, and we can't take care of it. Because we leave the wound open, and we can't forgive. We can't forgive. The third one is this, as we move on, as we continue on, and we're thinking about it, I want to look at verse 14. It says this, Then you shall take delight in the Lord and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The third one goes with the first two. The third one is this live today in 2021. It is time to move on from 2020. It's time for us to live. There are generally two aspects of our past that try to define us the wrongs that are done to us. Maybe you're here and you've been rejected. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you've been disregarded in a job. You've been betrayed by a spouse. You've been abandoned by a friend. You've been dishonored by a child. The list can go on and on, but there's a word called redemption, and it's time for us to live that which we reclaim and restore our ultimate identity from the falls and failures of the past. Listen to this today. God's very nature includes that of redeeming and that is his plan for you today and for our church and for 2021. Listen to God's word. Let God's word, not my words, his words penetrate your heart today. Listen to this from Romans 8:1 and 28 and 37 through 39. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That's you. Verse 37, knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, listen to this today, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Amen. No condemnation. That implies imprisonment for the wrongs we have done. And even the wrongs done to us, God is able to sovereignly work good from. Amen? This is defining word over the past. How should we relate to our past as redeemers, as reclaimers, as restorers today? Our greatest glory is not in never failing, but it's in rising up every time we fall. It's rising up every time someone's done something wrong to us to forgive, to live, to live for what Christ has for us. I guarantee that many of us, when we started to walk, we fell down. When many of us probably tried to swim, we almost drowned. We got back up. We did it again, right? The same thing happens in life. Your yesterday does not determine your today. There's always lies, the possibility to rise beyond your past. It's time to live today. Philippians 1.6, listen to this. Now listen to this today, Philippians 1.6, and I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Listen, I'm telling you today, I know my buck guys, Ohio State made the championship, I'm pumped, but listen, God's word, I'm more pumped for that, all right? I'm more pumped for what God's trying to tell us. Yes, I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited at my team, but that doesn't matter compared to this. And you're saying, Nate, what are you pumped up about? I'm pumped out because so many of us, we allow because what someone's done to us, we allow what our past has been, we allow it to drag us down and miss out on what God has for us. We know John 10.10. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to derail, discourage, depress. And that's where we stop. Why do we stop there? The second part of that verse is, but I have come to give you life and give you life to the fullest. Amen? Amen. Awesome. We love the negative. Why do we love the negative? We stop in the first part of John ten ten. We don't finish the second part. We forget that he started a good work in us, and he's going to see it to completion. We let because what somebody's done to us, because of some situation that's happened to us, we just love to leave the wound open. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to give anything. Just give to me. Give to me. I'm not going to forgive anybody. Just forgive me. Forgive me. And I'm not going to live. I'm not going to live for what God has for me. I'm not going to go through this fast. I don't don't want any part of it because it's all about me. I want more, right? Just give me more. Give, forgive, and live. Listen to this. Let God's grace silence your shame today. Shame meets its match at God's grace. Shame suggests that I'm defective. Grace declares I'm valuable. Shame suggests that because I'm flawed, I'm unacceptable. Grace says that even though I'm flawed, I'm priceless to God. Shame suggests I must hide from others. Grace declares that God's opinion is all that matters. Amen? Amen. Now I got you fired up, and I'm fired up, and I'm sweating like crazy. And some of you are like, calm down, Nate, but I'm excited about what it is that God has for us, man. I'm telling you, we miss out on this, myself included, myself included. So as we kind of wrap some things up, I'm going to share a story with you. We're going to wrap this up, I'm going to share the story, and I... It was interesting. I heard this story, and it was from a, a professor at a Christian university. And he's kind of talking about some of this that we're talking about, this, this a little bit of this, and these three words as we went through this passage, give, forgive, and live. But he said, this is what I want you to do. This is what he said to his students. This is what I want you to do. Next week, prepare for class. I want you to bring a picture of somebody... That has hurt you in your past. Somebody that you cannot forgive because of what they've done to you. Bring a picture of that person. Get it offline. Get it off social media. If you can't find a picture, you or somebody you know, draw the best picture of them that you can. Get that picture prepared. And get it ready and bring it to class next week. So his students did that. It was pretty interesting. And so what he did was, is he had this, like, target. And so he, he brought this out. It's okay. It's not loaded. It's just for dramatic effect. Okay, just so you know. All right. So he brought out this this like crossbow to to, to shoot darts at it. And so he said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to slap up each one of you at a time. You're going to slap your picture up on like this target. And so I wanted to do this together. You don't have to worry about your picture. I'm just showing you mine right now. Okay. Now, some of you are worried if your picture's on here now, aren't you? Yeah. Now you're paying attention. Now, now, now you're paying attention. All right. I got you. So when I was preparing for this, <laughs> Pastor Brian, oh, he's not up here. All right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Pastor Brian asked me to speak a long time ago. I didn't think he was going to be here. And uh, I thought he was going to be out of town. Well, he, he, he snuck back. He's back. All right. He's he's sneaky like that. So I didn't think I was going to have to deal with this. But I already asked for forgiveness from him. So 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 I didn't bring anybody up here that you know. So instead I brought up Michigan stuff. All right, obviously. Yeah. Sorry if you're from, from Michigan, but go bucks. All right. So um so this is the best thing I could think of that 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 I want to shoot a dart at, obviously. So what the professor did is is he had this and he had each each student just slap up each picture. And one at a time, they, boom, shot a dart or a couple darts. And their story goes that some of them just were going up there. And there's a couple people that went up and got the dart and was like, that's how intense the moment got. And so it's interesting. And I know, obviously, I'm having a little bit of fun with this. But here's what happened is is that as the story goes, the professor, he's got all these pictures of all these people. And it's all just plastered up. And all the students are sitting there and they're watching what's going to happen next. And the professor, he does something. So he goes up and he takes all this off and he takes all these pictures off. And as he takes them all off, there's just holes everywhere. And then he reveals a picture of Jesus under all of it. And the picture of Jesus was just dismantled from all the darts that were thrown. And like I said, some of the students that came up and just was just frustrated and hurt, and the wounds were real, you could tell. And so as he showed everybody the picture with, obviously, all the the holes and dismantled, I thought to myself the same thing. I'll just use myself as an example and no one else, is that for many of us on daily, but for me, I know personally, I shoot darts at people, not physically, but in my heart. Whatever it may be, I'm shooting darts. And for some of you, you know, and for some of you, you don't have to really shoot it. Your facial expressions show it, okay? And that's the crazy thing about wearing a mask now. Some of you got that eyebrow thing down. You got it down. Yeah, we see those. We see the dart. You see it in the stores, right, still? You can tell when someone's like, oh. But that, that story was powerful to me personally, and I thought to my own self, what do I need to do in my life? To make sure that I'm not doing this and I'm not allowing somebody or something that's happened to me in my life to hold me back from living for what he has for me. If it gets to a point where I'm allowing somebody to control how I live for Christ. Then I got some things to work on. I need to give. I need to forgive. And I definitely need to live in his grace and his love and his mercy. And so I don't know where you're at with that today. I don't know what it is that it looks like. And I don't know who you would put up here. After the first service, I had someone come to me and they said, Nate, it was amazing how many people came to mind. And I needed to ask for forgiveness. And so as we begin this and we go in this All Things New series, And we think about these passages and give and forgive and live. As we wrap up and the worship team is going to come out, I want to share something with you guys. Many of you that have heard me speak, you know, I love just like old hymns. I love just all types of worship. It's just I believe if God spoke to somebody else to speak words and it comes through music, then I love that in my worship quiet time, I love hearing it. so i want to share this song this new song that came out it's powerful there's so much power behind it and think about what the enemy's trying to hold you back from or who's trying to hold you back from truly living for god to make all things new in your life and it's kind of like this battle cry it's kind of like this we're going to storm we're going to storm the enemy we're going to storm whoever we're going to take care of what we need to we're going to give forgive and live in a new and fresh way but there's this what? There's this thing out there, right? There's the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, I bet you won't do it. You're not, you're not going to text or call that person today. You're not going to FaceTime. You're not going to have lunch with that person and ask for forgiveness. You won't do it. You won't go to your spouse. You won't go to whoever it is you work with. You're not going to do it, and you're not going to live You you won't do it, right? There's those voices that we hear from the enemy that's trying to tell us, no, you're not going to do it. This is our battle cry today. This is from a new song by Mercy Me, and it's called Say I Won't. If you haven't heard this song, I encourage you to to listen to it, but also I encourage you to watch the videos. It's powerful. There's a powerful story behind it. But I love these words, and I want you to hear this today, and this could be our battle cry today as an individual but also as a church. It says this, today it all begins. I'm seeing my life for the very first time through a different lens. Yesterday, I didn't understand, right? We didn't understand 2020. We didn't understand things that have happened to us, right? Driving 35 with the rocket inside, didn't know what I had. While I've been waiting to live, my life's been waiting on me. I'm going to run, No, I'm going to fly. I'm going to know what it means to live and not just be alive. The world's going to hear because I'm going to shout. And I will be dancing when circumstances drown the music out. Say I won't. Not enough is what I've been told, but it must be a lie. Because the spirit inside me says I'm so much more. So let them say what they want or I dare them to try. I'm going to run. No, I'm going to fly. I'm going to know what it means to live and not just be alive. The world's going to hear because I'm going to shout And I will be dancing when circumstances drown the music out. Claim it today. It says, say I won't. Say I won't. Say I won't. Say I won't. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So keep on saying I won't. Tell that to the enemy today. Tell that to that voice that's saying you won't do it today. And I'll keep proving you wrong. I'm going to run. No, I'm going to fly. I'm going to know what it means to live and not just be alive. The world's going to hear because I'm going to shout and I'll be dancing when circumstances drown the music out. Say I won't. Say I won't. Say that I won't. Oh, say I won't. Say I won't. Make a declaration. Make a commitment as we go through all things new series and through this fast to say I'm going to give. I'm going to forgive, and I'm going to live. I don't care what the enemy said. I don't care what anybody else says. Say I won't is the battle cry. I'm not just going to run. I'm going to fly, and I'm going to run towards it, and I'm going to do what I need to do. And so as we wrap this up, the worship team is going to sing one of my favorite songs. This is a great song. It's one of the greatest words, the greatest benediction, even from God's word. We're singing God's word. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And May his face shine upon you. As you run and fly towards who, what, when, how you need to give, forgive, and live. And make a commitment to say, not in 2021. Not going to happen. Today is the day that it all changes. That I make a commitment. And for anybody else and for the enemy, watch. Say, I won't. Because I will. So, as we make this, as an individual, but also maybe as a church, our declaration, our battle for you, and we're going to sing. The altars are open, however you feel led to respond. Let the Lord lead you. Nobody else, not the clock, or your stomach. Let the Lord lead you. Dear me Father, allow us to give, forgive, and live, to heal things, get over things to stop blaming others to go to someone we need to go to Lord I just ask you, in this moment you just fill this room with your Holy Spirit And anybody that needs to come pray today that they will come Let's stand before we sing. Make this your prayer. Lord bless you. Lord keep you. And may his face shine.
1: His Children, their children, their children, may his favor be upon you in a thousand generations in your family, your children, their children, their children, may his favor be upon you in a thousand generations in your family, and your children, their children. Thank you.
0: forgive and live like you've asked us. May we live in your love and your grace and your peace today. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face
1: shine upon you. Amen. Have a great week.